Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 350. If you don't know where you're going, you'll wind up somewhere else. So what I'm trying to say there is, well, know what you're going to do. Seek your passion as everyone talks and make it yours. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. 2015 marks Covercraft's 50th anniversary. They've manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers here in the United States with a reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit with over 80,000 patterns and growing. You can choose from dozens of fabric options and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. Made in the USA, Covercraft is the right choice. I've protected my special rides with their covers for over 40 years, and you should too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Renee Christ. Renee, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am. All right. Great to have you here. Renee Chris is the collections manager at LeMay, America's Car Museum, located in Tacoma, Washington. There she's responsible for over 300 historic automobiles that stand over 100 years of automotive history. Renee is a member of the advisory board for the Pacific Northwest Concours de Elegance, and she's a member of the Classic Car Club of America, the Cadillac LaSalle Club of America, and numerous other local and regional automotive clubs. She's also a member of the National Association of Automotive Museums and Registrar's Committee, Western Region, the Society of Automotive Historians, and the Historical Vehicle Association. And I've known Renee for, gosh, I think 20, 21 years ever since I moved up here to Gig Harbor, so we're all buddies and old car pals going way back. So Renee, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you just take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your career and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Well, thanks, Mark, for that nice introduction. You're welcome. You know, I started uh, with cars very, very early on. My family, just like you hear so many people at, on these podcasts talk about their families, you know, the, the dad was into cars, the, they work out in the garage. I come from a long line of drivers. My grandfather was a professional driver. My dad was a chauffeur uh, back in Detroit in the in early years and uh, worked in garages. He, he bought and sold cars, uh, fixed them up to make a little money on the side. I, famously, my mother tells me the story about this 34 Ford that she fell in love with. He brought home. She was driving it around, and uh, then he sold it the next week, and she's probably never forgiven him since. <laughs> uh, they moved out to, uh, moved from, picked up the family and moved out to Southern California before I was born. Um, I grew up in Burbank. I was born in Southern California and grew up in Burbank, California, which is ah, the <laughs> center of the known universe with regard to hot rods and googie architecture, which was kind of interesting, yeah. as well as all the, the movie theaters surrounding me. And it was just normal. You know, cars were part of our life there. Yeah. And it was a car in our family was almost like another family member. It was our it was the it was the thing that we got out for uh, entertainment. We went on long drives up 
uh, Pacific Coast Highway or or out to Foothill Boulevard, which is part of Route 66. Oh, yeah. So cars have been a part of uh, my being, and I became very uh, enamored with cars very young and TV and movies. Any television show or a movie that's featured a car, I was all over it. I, <laughs> I knew all, I found out all about the car got into to uh, all of that young. And uh, as soon as I got my ability to drive, got my driver's license, I was in the car and gone. It was just cool. Well, you know, what's great about this? When I do these shows, even people that I've known for a long time, I learned things. I never knew you grew up in Southern California. That's where I grew up. So we both grew up in car culture down there. I know, though, that for those of you who don't know Renee, she's the consummate car gal. Oh, my gosh. I mean, she's like your best buddy car guy, really. Because she knows cars. And I met her when she had a business in photography where I take all my film back in the film days. And one day I walked in and she said, everything you bring in is either your kids or cars. You go to car shows all the time. And that's when we formed a friendship because she had collector cars, she and her husband, Pat. So it's, uh, yeah, she is a definite car person. We're going to learn more about you as we move through these questions. But I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. It's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Renee, I know you love to drive. Take the wheel. Well, thanks. I, you know, I, it's the one that I can come up with that really sticks with me is something that I grew up in a family. Uh, everyone around me was had great work ethic. So I was always told a million times, if, if you know, if, if a job's worth doing, it's worth doing well. Mm. Or it's worth doing right. And if it's not right, you'd make it right. And so that I've carried with me my entire career. I, I've worked since I was 16. I've been uh, always, always tried to do my best. And uh, and that quote is obviously a cliche. You've heard it many times, but it really is part of what, what makes me me. And, and uh, I really uh, feel that if we're going to do something, we, we do our best. Absolutely. And, and, you know, for the listeners, again, Renee is in charge of an amazing, amazing, huge collection of cars. So when you think about that, think about just the collector cars you have in your garage. She's got a really big garage. How many square feet is the LeMay Museum? It's 165,000 square feet on four levels. So that's Renee's garage. Think <laughs> about that for a minute. That'll give you an idea of, of how perfect and precise she needs to be. And she is. And you walk through that museum and everything is spit spot. So uh, don't mess with Renee's garage at the LeMay Museum. <laughs> Would you share a story with me that instigated your passion for cars? You, you told us a little bit about living in Burbank during the, you know, the 60s and the 70s, and, and the cars were just really, really cool. But is there a pivotal moment in your life when you really knew you were a car gal? Well, you know, I remember very, very, my earliest driving memory is sitting on my dad's lap. I must have been about three or four years old. My dad was a Chrysler guy. Uh, he he worked at a Chrysler dealership when he first moved out to, to L.A. in Hollywood, uh, in the Hollywood area, uh, sitting on his lap, hanging onto that wheel, looking through the wheel out the windshield and keeping it down, you know, moving it down the road, creeping along. And, and that was something we did together. It was a lot of fun. And I think, you know, that that sort of was part of it. But it wasn't until later when I was, uh, golly, I think I... I went to see a movie called Le Mans, (laughs) and I was just hooked. And there's not a lot of dialogue in that film. It's all driving, you know? Oh, yeah. And I was just hooked. Went back and saw it a couple more times, and 
Then I went to see uh, Bullet with my with my uh, stepdad at the time, and we were sitting cool. watching this film, and I just fell in love. And it really wasn't with McQueen; it was with that car. <laughs> oh, cool! You know? Now, see that that's when you know you're a car gal. It's not the it's not McQueen; it's the I mean, car. I have to say, he was awful nice in that film, but but I wanted to be behind that wheel experiencing what he was doing leaping uh, you know that, up and down those those uh, hills in san francisco oh yeah going all out and so i cool. think from then on i was uh, you know hanging out with my brother uh he had an older brother who's 11 years older than i and he was a, he was the coolest guy i wanted to hang out with him all the time as a little girl he worked on cars in, in the garage he, he was fixing up things he, he raced uh, desert did desert racing motorcycles cool. and so anytime i could be around him to be his tool fetcher and, and hang out you know with him, <laughs> what are the I, guys I, so you know, I I just think I just have been way back there, uh, interested in in all things car. We we got a, a Stutz Bearcat in the museum last week. Oh, cool! And I just it was was ecstatic because I remember there was a TV show called Bearcats. It was a real short lived show, mm-hmm. sometime in the I don't know when it was in the early seventies maybe, and uh, in it and it featured this Stutz Bearcat. Nice. Driving around and around, you know, the uh, pre-war er- years in in the in the desert, it was like a western with the Stutz Bearcat. It wasn't a great show, but it was, you know, it had a couple of good-looking guys. But this car, that's why I watched the show. I turned it in every time just to see this car blazing. They would, you know, be jumping. Yeah. The car was built by George Barris. It was it was a replica so that they could, you know, they could use it. Yeah, very cool. I love the I love the image of you sitting in your dad's lap in that Chrysler looking through uh, the steering wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, our parents would all be arrested for child endangerment today. But <laughs> you know, it's not unlike me riding around in the back of uh, my dad's MGTC where my head was above his and bugs going in my eyes as he's speeding down the road. Oh, so. yeah, I think we've all done that. I think yeah. I, I was doing that in all my my brother's cars, hanging out the window and the door opened as he went around the corner. And I'm hanging <laughs> on. Hang on. It was just crazy stuff. But Fun stuff. We yeah. didn't wear seat belts and Nope, nope. Good childhoods, though. Yeah. What I'd love to do now is uh, crawl into the hood and, and get our hands a little dirty. Certainly something you're not uh, offended by or, or you're really used to doing. I mean, you love to open the hood and get into cars and things. But this part of our talk has to do with a huge challenge or even a great failure that you faced along the way in your career. But the most important part of this has to do with how did you overcome that situation? What did it teach you? What did you learn from it? Well, you know, I, I don't know if I could come up with a, a failure. I always try to turn things around to make them a, a positive. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I had my, you mentioned my, my photography business, my uh, photo lab. That was a new technology when I started that business in 1985. The mini lab industry um, was something new and uh, um, hadn't been done before. I reinvented that business about three times in oh. the 23 years that I owned it because it started out with this new mini lab. Yeah. And, and I had a full service uh, black and white lab in the back. And I, had, you know, I had full service and then opened a portrait business. The portrait studio was doing a lot of uh, commercial work. Mm-hmm. You know, that was taking my passion for photography. I was a photographer yeah. and turned it into a successful business, which, yeah. you know, taking something that you love and turning it into something. Actually, you know, I have to say you're quite quite a good photographer i mean really (laughs) nice photographer i have to say actually that didn't sound right let me put it this way okay (laughs) you're really an excellent photographer because you you. would come in with your film and i'd see these pictures of these ferraris and these fabulous cars and the angles (laughs) and you do these detail shots and it would always stop me cold now we weren't supposed to 
you weren't supposed to know that we saw your picture. Did you know <laughs> well, that? everybody, so, yeah, somebody has to see them to make sure they're turning out. Them, but we always were trying to be discreet and sure. everything. But I had to, I always had to sneak up to you at the counter and say, listen, where, where, did, where are you? These yeah. pictures are fabulous. Isn't this a, you know, I start talking, where did you? And then that's how you and I struck up our conversations. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, cars and yeah you know and, absolutely in fact i remember uh because i would tra- was traveling a lot for the business i was in then and i would go to car shows all over the country and, and bring back piles i mean 20 rolls of film oh, yeah, you know, you which was, yeah a bag of film yeah with. and yeah. there'd always be a few of my kids in there i know that oh yeah oh, you <laughs> did. You take a lot of picture of the kids I but, your, but i saw your kids growing up oh yeah yeah they did here but uh no it's very kind of you to say that so you, you'd say the challenge then was Having to reinvent yourself yeah. and reinvent your business so three times, yeah. And it was quite a challenge, and it got harder and harder as we got into the digital age. Oh yeah, early adopters into digital in the digital media back in the '90s, because you know if you're a, an independent business person, you have to be ahead of the curve to try to yep. to deal with the big box stores and that. And we we had set ourselves apart in our business. We had a really large following. I I got into online printing. Yeah, uh, I had a, a separate business where we accepted uh, orders online for yeah. all over the country, and that was something. That was something that we did uh, very successfully. So Mm -hmm. transitioning that business and keeping it moving forward and keeping it ahead of the curve, uh, keeping it profitable, those were all huge challenges that had to be. And, you know, I had to I had to learn and and new technologies all the time. It was really, really a great time, exciting time. Uh, It was also very, very challenging and to the point where I I finally decided that it was I couldn't reinvent it again. Uh, I decided to leave out, you know, to stop while it was the I was on top. Yeah, because it was, you know, I was getting to the point where I was starting to get burnt. A yeah. little out on it. And- well, I'll tell you, you, you've dropped a couple golden nuggets for those listeners out there, those entrepreneurs, those people that want to go to business for themselves. Is you do have to reinvent yourself and watch what's coming. And I remember actually feeling guilty when I bought my first digital camera. I thought of you first. I went, oh, oh no, I won't be able oh. to take Renee all my film. What's she going to do? And I had people stopping me in the street saying, oh, I miss you guys. I just, I'm sorry, but I got this digital camera. Yeah. Here. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> those photo labs are long gone, you know, yeah, and, and they are. we had transitioned ours into doing other things. I remember um, so, that. So that kept us afloat. We were doing many, many other types of, of uh, sure. business model had changed uh, so drastically, but it, it kept people coming in and it kept the business coming in. Well, so. that's the key to listeners out there. You've got to keep reinventing yourself. You've got to stay ahead of the curve. It's like driving a car on a racetrack. You don't look right in front of you. You look at that corner way ahead of you of what's coming. Mm-hmm. And it's a great metaphor. Let's shift gears here, Renee, and go to the other end of the spectrum I'd love for you to share an aha moment you've had along the way in your career. I like to say it's when the headlights come on and illuminate your way for this new direction, this new idea that you had. And tell us the steps that you took to turn your aha moment into a success. Well, you know, I've had a lot of aha moments in my career. It's, it's uh, you know, they usually come when you least expect it, when you're, you've got your head down and you're working real hard and you're moving in a direction and then suddenly something happens. If you're really in tune and you're really listening, and you're taking care of business, those little aha moments will pop in and you'll and you'll be able to act on it. You'll say, oh, wait a minute, I'm, I got to change my thinking here. I've got to make a direct, uh, different, you know, make another turn. Right. <laughs> make a yeah. good turn. That's a driving analogy. Or put on the brakes and let's rethink something. Or even, I've even had them go off where I've gone, wow, I, I'm doing this right. This, this is working. This is really great. So I think probably, I don't know, an aha moment. moment uh, you know, I'm, I'm really 
pleased and proud of what we did at the museum and turning this into a world-class destination uh, with the, the exhibits and the cars and the stories that we tell and the relationships that we've made. I think that I have built the department that I run because we, we take care of when we first start, when we opened the museum, the first thing we, we did, we took in about, you know, a third of the vehicles that were on display were on loan to us. Right. Something new. This is something we'd never done before. And I had to work out those processes and, and we had to build these relationships and work with the owners and, and I really, really worked hard on pro and, and training and process. And I, I deal with a lot of volunteers as well. And I think the, the, the aha moment was when I realized that these guys were picking up their cars to leave and they'd go and they'd pull me aside and they'd say, Renee, do you need something else? They trusted you. They enjoyed the experience. Right. Enjoyed the, the uh, working with us. They enjoyed, they've trusted me. They respected right. me to the point where what I was doing was working and, right. and made an impression on them to the point where they'll give me whatever. I, I have many collectors. They'll say, I'll call them up. And I'll, I'll ask them for something. You say anything you want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a huge compliment. To uh, me. Huge. Oh, it is. <laughs> to be able to do that, to know that I'm going to take care of their, their prized possession. And, you know, whether it's a $5 million car or a $20,000 Volkswagen bug beetle came in, they're all the same to me. They're all precious. They're all something that I really adore. I hate to see them go when they leave. <laughs> like I your little children. For them. They are. You know, I had all these indie cars on display for our Indianapolis. Oh, uh, yeah. It was a great display. That one. Well, they all came off display because we were changing over to our uh, Legends of NASCAR exhibit. So I had them all down in front of my office, you know, <laughs> waiting, waiting to go out, yeah. waiting to be picked up by the transporters. And I'd come in and I'd feel like they were my little, you know, my little. Yeah, your little children. <laughs> yeah, my little children. I'd come greet them in the morning. And it was really hard to see them go. Yeah. I'd run into them. At, uh, down at Pebble Beach, there were two cars there that I'd taken care of. I turned around. There's one. Oh, geez. Hey, I remember you. Yeah. So, you know, it's 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 kind of funny. We all Isn't it funny how we, just like our animals, we, we make uh, cars <laughs> into people. Well. <laughs> names and we the car shell listeners they get you they yeah. understand everything you're saying i think it's really really cool i hug too but don't tell anybody that. okay i won't <laughs> nobody's listening anyway so it's okay okay how thanks. about your proudest career moment i assume you've had many but is there one in particular that really stands out for you yes well there's a geez i know there's a couple of them i i think maybe the one that that uh, comes to mind uh you know there's been working on these exhibits and working on the opening of the museum it was a huge huge task oh, gosh, to, yes. to get that museum built and get it open i mean there was you know the few the weeks before we were we were bringing in the cars you know i had i had five passport trucks full of vehicles outside to load in and get set it was and, and this was just one day i mean every day there were cars mm -hmm. coming you know, it was the day that we opened in 2012, we'd been working around, you know, almost around the clock. It had been a big job for oh, gosh. Everyone, the whole team there. Yes. And it, they, the, uh, I was doing the last minute uh, walking around the museum, doing the last uh, little touches. And on the main showcase gallery, you've been there. It's a huge main exhibit gallery. Yeah. It's just beautiful. Beautiful. And all the cars were placed. All the cars were set. I'd ha helped. Uh, you know, with that set and get it going. And uh, and there wasn't anybody in the museum because they were all outside. We were all outside waiting to come in. <laughs> yeah, there was thousands of people outside. They had people outside at the stage. They were taught, they were getting speeches and everything. I suddenly realized I was the only one there. Wow. Looked around. Special moment. Special moment with realizing that this was going to change from this point on. Yeah. And I felt 
very proud of that moment. And I also felt proud for our team and everybody that, that put this together. It was, it was a great thing for Tacoma and it's a wonderful destination. Oh and gosh. Yeah. It's a wonderful place to, to be, you know, very to- cool. You know, wonderful story to share. I've got goosebumps thinking about that because, you know, you guys are just down the road from where I work. So I was involved. I've known you since before the museum was built. I would go over there and get to, you'd, you'd be so nice to walk me through while it was under construction. And, uh, yeah, you guys did an absolutely spectacular job. Immense amount of work. So bravo. Very proud moment indeed. Let's have a little bit of fun here. I think I know how you're going to answer this, but you might surprise me. What was your first really special car? And maybe you could share a memory you have with that vehicle. Well, uh, my very first car was uh, and is, because I still own it. I know. I- that's what's so cool. 1965 Volkswagen Bug. Oh, I love that car. Yeah, it's it's a deluxe. It was actually one that, uh, you know, it was, it was kind of a funny story. My mother was tired of me driving her 66 uh, Pontiac Le Mans. I would take the car, going to the library. <laughs> right. Meant uh, going to the library. And then on the way home was a nice drive through the Hollywood Hills and maybe... Now, see, see, isn't, the, isn't there a Beach Boys song about the girl taking the T-Bird and supposed yeah. to be going to the library? Right. But, yeah. Well, yeah. That was you. <laughs> that was this this uh, midnight blue Le Mans. It was a gorgeous car. And, you know, cruising Van Nuys Boulevard, you know, the whole thing. Oh, yeah. So I'd get home. <laughs> My mom never mentioned it. She had to notice the The, the, the miles, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, she said to me, she says, you know, she gave me a $500. She says, you go by yourself. You can get yourself a car. So I said, I'm 17. I said, okay. So my brother calls me up and he says, okay, Renee, you got to get yourself a Volkswagen. You know why? Because you can work on it, Renee. Get a Volkswagen and work on it. And he's so true. You know, a 17 millimeter, you know. Oh, yeah. That's all you need. 13 <laughs> millimeter and you're, you're set. You could take so, the engine out with four four yeah. bolts and a 17 millimeter exactly. socket. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, I got the newspaper out and my boyfriend then, Pat, which is now my husband. Here you go. He, we got, our, uh, got the LA Times out and started going through all the Volkswagens that we could find for sale. We went all over the valley and even down into Anaheim little bit looking at cars and I found the one that I have now it was the, from the niece of the original owner and it was purchased uh, in uh, uh, Germany with the American package I think they drove it around there oh, yeah in the military the tourist delivery right. yeah yeah and then they brought it over to the United States I bought it from her I offered her $475 and she took it and I thought dang she took it without an <laughs> argument I could have her less I said $450 yeah, it's the first time I'd ever negotiated a, a, a sale of something. Hey, well, you didn't say 500 so there you go. Yeah, and you know, my mom never let me keep the change, and I'm still holding <laughs> forever. Oh, well. I got that car, and I drove it. I took care every Saturday morning, got up in, early in the morning and washed it, detailed it, cleaned it, vacuumed it out, you know, took care of it. I still own it. It's still 6-volt. It looks just like it did. It when- does, too. I've seen the car. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's my... That's your first special car. I knew you were going to answer that way, but uh, yeah, it's an awesome story. I mean, how many of us can say we still have the first car we bought? I wish, well, no, not my first. My second car was a Carmen Ghia. I wish I still had that car. Yeah, my, my except I had Carmen Ghia's. Those were those were neat cars. You know, the, the thing of it is the last five years I've been taking that car. There was a time there I'd take it out and nobody even look at me. And now I take it to car shows. Yeah, it's, to, it's changed I'm now. I'm not a trophy hound. I don't care. But I, if I get one, I'm really excited. And I have gotten people, uh, people coming up to me, uh, giving me ribbons, you know, yeah. thanks me for bringing it. And, and it's been, and I've made so many great friends. The Volkswagen people are so fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bruce across the street from me has a 57. 
Uh, I see him pull it out and drive down the street about yeah, one, once a week. Yeah, I think I've seen it downtown. Yeah, yeah, beautiful little car. So very cool. I love it. Great story. How about current projects? What are you working on at the museum right now that really has you excited and fired up? Well, you know, we've been working for several years on uh, the, the, the very first frame-off restoration that the museum has ever done. It's 1963 Avanti, the number one Avanti. It's, it's uh, number 1001, and uh, we've done a full frame-off. It was pretty in very poor shape when it was donated, but it was pretty much all there. Mm -hmm. It's been exciting in taking it apart. We've discovered because it was a prototype. There's some interesting things we found uh, as we, when we stripped it down, we took things off. Uh, It uh, was used as one of the first five. Now those cars have a fiberglass body. They're all fiberglass. Yeah. Yeah. They were were built, you know, they were competing with Corvette at the time. The fiberglass is, is very primitive, you know, like the early vets. I've seen that car and it, it was pretty rough. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of it was kind of a crazy wild color, right? Yeah, it was painted like it looked like a hot tub, you know, it had that <laughs> yes. sparkle, sparkle green. Lots paint. of big metal flake. Oh yeah, and it was a, somebody's art car. We've never been able to figure out. I've tried to trace why whoever did that, but we didn't. And and anyway, putting it back to its original Avanti white with the the uh, orange interior, Naga Hyde interior, and it's supercharged engine. We're getting a lot of help from the Studebaker community and the, the gentlemen that uh, collectors and uh, guys in the Studebaker club and the uh, Northwest and uh, and people all over the country have donated and contributed parts and funds towards this uh, this project. So it's it's been really exciting. I'll be very excited when it's done. It's taking a long time because of the fact so much of it is donated time. I think it's going to be a real real exciting thing to tell that story. And stu- you know the story of Studebakers. Is pretty interesting. It is, definitely. Do you have an, an end date when that car will be back in the museum and on display? I'm hoping. Well, it was two years ago, I was hoping. but <laughs> Two years ago. There yeah, you go. I'm hoping that it's going to be in 2016. We're, awesome. we're We can see the end uh, now. Uh, you know, the upholstery's in, the engine's done, the supercharger's been uh, gone through. Everything's, everything's back together. We're just in the assembly stage right now. So now it's just time. And um, we'll hopefully we'll we'll have it we'll have it ready to go. Very it'll cool. be a big reveal. It'll be a fun thing. So yeah. that is a fun project, and it's uh, been a very very dear project to me because it's uh, being those relationships that I've been building have been so much fun. I mean, that's the thing about this car sport. The, the, this people. car world. It's the people. It's, it's the, the people. cars with the people. You know, everybody has a car story. Yeah, I always say that everybody has a car story, even if you're not into cars. I have people at the museum. I'll be talking to or I'll be walking through and they're always dragging you know Aunt Mabel through or you know <laughs> Uncle Harry was not really into this and you can kind of tell they're they're really sort of there they're having a good time but they're really right. and I'll say to them you know I bet you've got a car story don't you what is your first car and you'll start and they'll light up they'll start talking to you about a story or some trip they took on with a just like that one, and they're pointing at one, you know, in the museum. Or they'll see a car and go, God, my uncle had one of those. I remember that. And they'll bring back those memories. And right. Very and cool. remember little details about what's behind the dash. You know, there's something on that dash. I remember there was this, and they'll tell me all about it. It's so fun to talk to these people and build these relationships. And, and, uh, and It's a repeat story here at Cars, yeah. It's the people. It's the people. It it's the people. Really is. Yeah, it is. Okay, here's a fun question for you. I love this. Very introspective. If Renee was a car, what kind <laughs> of car would Renee be and why? This one is this is that's tough. I know. Well, you know, I think that I think that I would like to be something that was uh you know, if I'm gonna be a car, it'd have to be something that's fun to drive. Mm-hmm. That's uh not too temperamental, 
<laughs> uh, something you could take anywhere, have a good time, you know, enjoy, enjoy your, your outing. Uh, uh, it's beautiful, sleek. Now I'm not saying I'm any of those things, but I'm just saying <laughs> that, that if I'm going to be a car, I want to yeah. be a car. I think every woman wants to be, have, have a design that stops men in their tracks. Of so course, yeah. I, you know, I think probably, oh, I might as well go into the Ferrari realm and maybe a California spider. Maybe Ooh, like Okay. 1959 oh know. oh a 15 okay now we're now we're talking classic yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, elegant fun yeah. but sleek kind of racy kind of sporty yeah. yeah a little tomboy thrown in there a little bit in there that's me i think a little yeah, bit i, I don't know so. about <laughs> all the rest of it but uh. i like that see i like that. that's why it's a fun question great question <laughs> So, Renee, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Metrovac has been manufacturing and providing quality automotive vacuums and blowers since 1939. I've used their portable vacuum and blowers for over 15 years in my garage, on my cars, motorcycles, around my home, and you should too. Their Air Force Master Blaster Revolution is my go-to tool every time I wash and detail my vehicles. Powered by two twin-fan 4.0 peak horsepower motors, the Master Blaster delivers up to 58,000 feet per minute of clean, warm, dry, filtered air. Dry your car without a towel and avoid those nagging micro-scratches. Perfect for the wheels, engines, motorcycles, and all those frustrating water traps in trim, door jams, and seals. Check out all of Metrovac's quality products, deliberately made better in the USA. Metrovac is the right choice. Learn more today at metrovac.com. Use discount code carsya 20 and you'll get 20% off your first order. That's right, 20% off. Details at carsya.com slash sponsors. All right, Renee, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions. And I'm going to ask you to give us some really quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Sure, go ahead. All right. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Keep oil in it. <laughs> you know, just two days ago, that was what somebody said. Change oh, really? the oil uh, off. Yeah, change the oil often. Yeah. Uh, so my my brother, when after I bought, you know, I got that advice about buying the Volkswagen, and then after I got the car, he called me up, you know, for my weekly call. He he called me. And he says, oh, "Okay, so so Renee, you know, I got to tell you, whatever you do, keep oil in it." And yeah. I'll never forget that. It's so it's so funny that he would say that, and it just endeared me. He it was his way of telling me to take care of it yeah. it will take care of you and yeah. that and that's that's another success quote i guess i could say you know yeah. take care of things they'll take care of you yeah keep absolutely. oil in it so i always tell my uh, people when they get a new car young people uh when they get a new car the first thing i i pass my my brother's i hear Wisdom. his voice in my ear make sure you keep oil in it <laughs> yep well especially a volkswagen and keep the valves adjusted i remember that's that exactly. one too so yeah tick 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 would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success over the years? I like to, uh, and it's all about relationships. I like to uh, to keep in touch with people. I, I like to write notes. I write thank you notes. <laughs> Good I, for you. I like to, it's something my, you know, I was taught to do. And I think it's, it's, it's something that, that something does, if somebody does something nice for you, Take a moment and, and thank them. Take a moment and acknowledge it. And um, Attitude I, I, of gratitude. That is, that's <laughs> it. Very good. That isn't one I heard until I started listening to your program. <laughs> well, good, good. That's one no, of my... It is, it is that, same, that same ethic. It's Well, so... that's something my parents taught me too. Attitude of gratitude and write thank you notes. My mom used to make us write our thank you notes 
on Christmas Day before we played with our toys. So ah. always stuck with me. Yeah, and it's come back to help me in so many ways, these thank you notes. So yeah, it's a great, great thing, being grateful. Do you have a resource that you think the Cars Yow listeners would really enjoy? I know there's millions of them out there, but maybe just one you really enjoy. I'm a real fan of Hemmings Classic Car. I've been reading that for years. As a matter of fact, you know, my husband and I took a lot of uh, car magazines for years, and we got it. We just finally cut it all out to that one. It's a great uh, resource for information about vehicles. Their their writing is very good. I, I really enjoy that. I read along as Sports Car Market is another one that. Oh that yeah. I, work i i read that one all the time it's oh yeah because i have to keep you know watch the values on the cars and so that's a a a fine resource and online i do a lot of reading online i I love jalopnik it's kind of a guilty pleasure to read that one and Mm -hmm. and of course hemming's motor news that's a quick one you can read every day it's got it's got some and and very interesting insights into um, the world of classic cars oh absolutely well you've dropped several great ones there we've had the editor of jalopnik on this show we've had Keith Martin, of course, from Sports Car Market. I'd love to get somebody from Hemmings. I've had a couple editors, but I'd love to get the guy at the top there. I'm working on him, but uh, I'll eventually get him here. But yeah, the Hemmings uh, Motor News, the Bible, as we all call it uh, in the car world. That's great. How about a book? Is there one book in particular that you've really enjoyed? you think the Cars Yacht listeners would also enjoy reading? Oh, you know, I've I've read uh, a, a little book that was given to me in, when I was down in Monterey uh, by some, the friends that we stay with when we go down there for Pebble Beach, mm-hmm. uh, The Art of Racing in the Rain. Garth Stein. Stein. That's a really sweet little yeah. read. You can, you know, you're on the airplane, you want something to read. That takes place up in the Pacific Northwest, yep. and it, it just has has all this really great stuff. I just finished reading a book that was given to me. It's Classic Supercharged Sports Cars by Thomas Perkins. It's a really fun read. Um, it's It talks about, you know, the famous supercharged cars, and the so. SSKs, the and it's a the gentleman has a very very funny way of uh, turn of phrase and uh, it was quite a quite a fun book. Awesome. Well, great. Well, that's a new one. We've had plenty of people talk about Garstein's Stein's book, and I've loved that book. I wish they'd make a movie out of that. I think it'd make yeah, a great it would, movie. Yeah, it would be a good one. I'm all, I also read a lot of history, so if anybody has not read Undaunted Courage, that's a really favorite book of mine. Oh, yeah. Of the Lewis and Clark travels. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these great resources at carsyad.com slash Renee Christ. And her last name is spelled C-R-I-S-T. And there's also a great place on the Cars yeah website called Guest Recommended Books. You'll find Renee's books and all the past 300 plus guests. Actually, she's 350, so 349 guests now. All their book recommendations. Yeah, very <laughs> cool. Milestone there, 350. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, very cool. How about interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars? Oh, you know, I used to play some musical instruments, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, the <laughs> drums. I think you're a drummer, if I remember. Yeah, I was. I don't. I don't do it. Uh, I, you know, anymore. To, I, I, I have picked up a, a Celtic instrument for music. Uh, it's called a bauran, and mm-hmm. I've been playing that a little bit. On cool, a musician. Yeah. See, then there's some. I also like to cook. There you go. Well, there's going to be some listeners that go, oh, I think we need to start a band here at LeMay Museum. <laughs> I'll bring my guitar over. Be your husband, pack and hey. get his guitar out. You the drums? Yeah. 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 We'll be uh, rocking some 50 tunes there. I think that'll be fun. All right. We're up to the checkered flag here. And this last question can be a real doozy. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, can't sell this car to buy anything else with, so you can't pick that big expensive car, that doozy or that GTO Ferrari. But money's no object. Today, I'm going to write the check. 
what would that one vehicle be? And I'm going to I'm going to make this a little easy for you. We're going to remove the Volkswagen bug. You can keep it, okay? We'll put it in the corner because I don't want you to get rid of it. I mean, I, I couldn't do that to you. So let's pretend you just keep that in the corner. But what is that one collector car? If you could have anything in the world. You know, for a car person, this is torture. I know. I just go through so many cars, but I just have to go back to the the, the one car that got away uh, in our collection that w- was my uh, husband, his uh, 1961 uh, 356 Porsche. Porsche. When I met him, that's what he what he had. And, uh, you know, I walked up to him and said, oh, this is yours? Oh, it's 356. And I started telling him all about it. And he was... His eyes lit up. Yeah. Yeah. And he asked me out right away. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I want to go out with this guy. Yeah. But I, I think if I, I would want a 65 Porsche 356C Super 90 hardtop with a sunroof. Ooh. And I think I'd like that because it's drivable and it's got, you know, factory disc brakes. It's... It's uh, it's not going to be fussy. It's going to be something that we can really enjoy. I just love driving the three five sixes. I've had so much fun driving fast <laughs> on mountain roads in our uh, Porsche over the you know when we had it. Sure, and I miss that car a lot. Yeah. That's one I would love to have back in my garage. Oh gosh, well I can't wait to but get you. Can you can buy one. that one for me. I uh, will. Yeah, give me my address. Uh, one up there. I, no problem. What color would you like? Red with a gray interior or red with a red interior. Nice. I'd probably be for that car like ruby red. I think that was yeah, I the... think so. Okay. I so. Yeah, the C. Wonderful. Well, those are beautiful cars, spectacular cars. And I believe I saw you driving a 356 in yes, August yes. down on the, the tour at Pebble Beach, right? I was lucky enough to have Peter Hageman. Uh, is a, another on, another uh, guest on our show. He's a buddy of mine. And he, he uh, uh, gave a Pat and I his uh, 356, his 356 Cabriolet to drive on there. Yeah. Tour, we just had a ball. Was I was so, so jealous. Fun. I was just like, oh, I want to do this. So, Peter, if you're listening, you know, next year. I'll well, put, we could have thrown you in the back. I know. I could have ridden in. I should have done that. I should have just <laughs> jumped in the back. There, jumped in the- <laughs> <laughs> Very fun. Well, Renee, you've taken me on a great ride today, and I really have enjoyed talking with you. I'm glad I finally got you on the show, and I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you and Pat drive off into the sunset in that 65 356 Porsche. Well, you know, Yogi Berra said, if you don't know where you're going, you'll wind up somewhere else. <laughs> so I think maybe what I'm trying to say there is, is know what you're, well, know what you're going to do. Seek your passion as everyone talks about it and, and, and make it yours, you know, um, be prepared for the unexpected, but, uh, you know, have fun along the way. Great advice. We just lost Yogi Berra today, the day that we're doing this interview. Yeah. So very appropriate that you use a quote from him. A wonderful gentleman who had so many spectacular quotes. I love his one. When you get to a fork in the road, take, take it. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah. yeah, great. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and LeMay America's Car Museum? America's Car Museum has a website. It's americascarmuseum.org. We are located in Tacoma, Washington. And uh, you can come by and you come in, uh, come by and say hi. Absolutely. And listeners, if you're in Tacoma, Seattle, the Pacific Northwest, take the time to go to the museum. It's a spectacular place. You can stop and say hello to Renee. You can spend a whole day there looking at all their cars. It's, it's just absolutely wonderful place to visit. You can find links to everything on the Cars yeah website. Just type Renee into the search bar, R-E-N-E-E, and her show notes page will pop right up. And everything we've shared today will be right there for you to link to. Renee, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and taking a a moment away from all your babies there at the LeMay Museum and talking with me. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. 
Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.